The following podcast is a Dynasty Kingdom production. Yo, 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 what's going down, everybody? Welcome to another episode on Sundays with Mike and Diana. Thank you guys so much for being here. It is such a blessing always to be in your guys' presence, man. Just knowing that you're lending an ear to a thing that you may not even believe in. Just being able to receive from somebody like us, it's just such a blessing, right? Yeah, I think that is a blessing to just... Be curious and question, even if you don't call God, God, maybe if you just call it the universe or your inner wisdom or your higher power or or higher power, whatever you call that thing. Well, babe, you know how we start the show, you know, we (laughs) tap in and check in with one another. So how are you feeling today? I am feeling, I am feeling a 2.5. 2.5. What is your base again? Too. Okay, so, so you're snaps. above, all right, <laughs> above and not beneath the head and not the tail. Okay. Yes. I'm feeling a 2.5. I listened to something yesterday that just shifted my thoughts about progress in my life and productivity. And it said that just try to focus on the art of showing up. Oh. So. I'm trying to just give myself credit for showing up in my day. So if a goal was to like, I don't know, like wake up at five. Do a million things because (laughs) my baby likes to have a lengthy checklist. So she definitely needs to get in the habit of showing herself uh, some uh, grace and and mercy because... She does a lot, and she doesn't really believe that, you know, she does a lot. But, yeah, yeah we're working on it. Yeah, so the art of showing up is just basically saying, like, okay, say I wanted to wake up at 5, but I wake up at 5.30. That's still progress if my normal wake-up time is, like, 9 o'clock or something. So it doesn't mean that I'm not still achieving. Sometimes just, like, waking up and doing maybe 5 out of the 10 things on my to-do list is still progress so i want to give myself a pat on the back for just like doing all that stuff just in the last couple of weeks well that's awesome yes how are you feeling sure (laughs) you know i'm usually a four fill it up uppity up you know (laughs) i'm saying if you can't hear to my voice i'm definitely a little bit higher you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I'm at the conclusion of my day. Yeah. I'm at work day at least. You know, we always have much more to do. But it just feels good to be able to put God first because I know that we have been putting the podcast off, recording it in a timely manner to where we don't feel so rushed to get it completed. Yeah. And I'm just thankful that I was able to come in after a day of work and also put in his work, you know. So mm-hmm. it got me feeling good. I had a little extra cup of coffee to go with it. So, you know, I'm not <laughs> complaining with a little oat milk. Okay. So <laughs> a little oh, tablespoon of sugar, you know how you get it. But, um, yes, it's feeling good, feeling energized. My spirit man is up, up, up in a way. And, you know, it feels good. It does feel good to prioritize the things that are important and then, like, make your day that much better. 
even if it is just a little cup of joe and as big as like putting god first so i love the duality of both of those yeah so what we reading today honey we are reading a favorite read noah builds the ark Uh oh (laughs) sound like some folks might be getting left behind I think this is a favorite for me for other reasons because when we first started reading the children's Bible, we were beginning in our faith as well. Mm-hmm. And we were also beginning the promise. For those of you that don't know, we have a nonprofit that services our houseless community. Yes. And we didn't have a name for it. And nor did we know what we were doing. We were just answering the call. It wasn't like we planned to organize or mobilize or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool after having read just a series of these reads that relate to Noah. We were able to just like clear as day, like the promise. Like that's it. It came so organic. (laughs) It came like God. Yes. Yeah. So it's a favorite. It has a tender spot in my heart for sure. All right, well, I think we'll go ahead and get down in prayer real quick before we get started to acknowledge our Heavenly Father. Yes. So all heads bowed, all eyes closed, if you can do it. We just thank you right now, Heavenly Father, for the people that are tuned in right now, just listening to the goodness of your good news, God. We just thank you for opening their ears, opening their eyes, opening their hearts, and opening their spirits to receive your love, Father God. We just thank you right now that there is no ulterior motives here, God. We are just all looking to build our relationship with you because I know your name has been tainted in different spaces where you didn't even dwell. So we just thank you right now for creating a new image that you always were, but just to new ears, Father God. And we just thank you right now for using us so instrumentally, me and my wife. And we just thank you for being so evident in our lives to give us the courage to answer the call. And we thank you so much for everything that you're doing. And we give you all honor, glory, and praise, not just today, but for the rest of our days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. Noah builds the ark. If you want to jump ahead in your Bible, we're going to be reading out of Genesis chapter 6. All of chapter 6. But before we do that, we'll start with our children's read to cross-reference. There were people everywhere, but God was sorry when he saw how these people lived. They did not live godly lives. Most of these people were doing wicked things. They did not obey God. The world had become a very bad place. God was so sad to see what had happened. He was sorry to see how bad people had become. Noah was different. He pleased God and lived a godly life. So one day God talked with Noah. I will destroy all the people on earth except you and your family, God said. You must build a big boat, an ark. Take animals and birds on the boat with you. Then I will send a great flood. All these wicked people outside the boat will drown, but you and your family will be safe. So Noah did exactly what God said. He always did. He built the big boat exactly the way God told him. He brought the animals and birds onto the boat with him. It took Noah... 120 years to build the great boat. People must have laughed at Noah as he worked for he built the great boat on dry land. Why would anyone do that? Noah did it because God told him to and he always obeyed God. He always tried to please God in everything he did. That's why Noah and his wife would be safe. So would their three sons, Ham, 
Shem, and Japheth, and their wives. Wow. Wow. That was great. Wasn't it? Wow, that was really great. Noah sounds like a great man. Short read, but packed a punch. Packed a punch. 120 years, huh? Yeah. You know, they used to live longer back then. I know, but could you imagine your whole life working towards this thing that God said? I mean, are we all? Not all of us. Not all of us, that's right. (laughs) Well, we're going to transition and read all of Genesis chapter 6, and uh, we will be reading out of the New Living Translation, just for understanding. A world gone wrong. Then the people began to multiply on the earth, and daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the beautiful women and took any they wanted as their wives. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time, for they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. In those days, and for some time after, giant Nephilites lived on the earth. For whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, and I will destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I ever made them. But Noah found favor with the Lord. The story of Noah. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed all this corruption in the world, for everyone on earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all out along with the earth. Build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Leave an 18-inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat. Put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat. Lower, middle, and upper. Look, I am about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die. But I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring a pair of every kind of animal, male and a female, into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of bird and every kind of animal and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. And be sure to take on board enough food for your family and for all the animals. So Noah did everything exactly how God had commanded him. Wow. 
Woo! That was so good that on really a different was. level it for really me was. because I feel like I got revelation, but we won't go into it just yet. Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'll keep talking. Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, get into the uh, takeaways from the book. Okay. Remember, how many people would be safe on the big boat? How many people? Mm-hmm. It was just Noah and his family, right? Just Noah and his family. Yeah. yeah. It was Noah, his wife, his three sons, and, and their, their wives. wives. Yeah. That was it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So not many. <laughs> not many. Not many. How long did it take Noah to build the boat? 120 years. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's a long time. Long, long time. Long time yeah. to be putting in some long, long work. We complain for the however many years we have to <laughs> work and clock in. Wow. Why do you think Noah's neighbors may have laughed at him? I mean, let's see. There's so many reasons why they could have laughed at him. Because for one, he's building a boat on dry ground. (laughs) Not just any boat either. Like Like a a 450-foot, 45-foot high, like massive (laughs) boat. And they're on dry ground. And also, you know, the world, you know, by the way the, the Bible is describing it is it wasn't a good place. It it, it was very you tumultuous know, and violent. Violent. It was very wicked. It's easy for people to laugh at something that, you know, they can't see. Mm-hmm. But I believe that there was reasoning why Noah had the insight that he had. And I truthfully feel like even doing this work that we're doing right now, like People don't understand and people may laugh like, oh, God, oh, this, that, Mm -hmm. that, that. But the truth of the matter is, is everybody's seeking that fulfillment. But they don't understand that it's all God, Mm -hmm. you know. So they laugh now. They're going to be crying later. later. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I mean, just picturing modern day times. If I saw my next door neighbor building a Titanic size boat. And we live in the middle of a Vegas desert. I would think some screws are loose a little bit. Yeah, like, I would too. I would too. Like, what are you doing? And for how? 120 years? Yeah, that's just my crazy neighbor Noah. He's just preparing for yeah. <laughs> for a flood. Like, you just, it's easy to laugh. So maybe not even maliciously, but just like, you don't think too seriously on something that God maybe hasn't spoken to you about. But if your heart is not in the right place, it's almost like you're, it's, it's too hardened. It can't hear it. You can't mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. Discover, why did God want to save Noah and his family? You want to answer that first? Yeah, I think, well, it says in the read that he was the only one at the time, the which was hard to believe that of all these people, and I don't know how many there were, but again, just kind of picturing it with how many people we share the world with, for him to be the only one who wasn't engaging in violence or just wasn't quote-unquote bad or malicious or just doing not-so-good things, it's just hard for me to imagine a world like that where the bad outweighs the good. Mm. But that's what it sounded like. Like, it was so bad. He even said, like, he regretted making man. It broke his heart. Man. Could you imagine? Yeah, I can definitely imagine. And to be completely honest and not to scare anybody, yeah. but if you look outside, it looks the same. I in mean, ways, yeah. in a lot of ways, I mean, there's a, yeah, there's good things going on. 
And, you know, there may be more people doing good than back in those days when it was just knowing his family. But just because you're doing good doesn't mean that you're doing what God said. Mm, not all good things are not God Not all things. good things are God things. So true. So I can truthfully say that, like, certain things in my life I thought were, like, good, you know, like, mm -hmm. overextending myself to people or... Mm. Or uh, just not you know, having boundaries, not having boundaries, and just like you know, really leaning on man more than I would God. Yes. You know, I truthfully feel like those are the things that we think that That's are what good to do. Yeah, but it's not God. So you just got to be careful because there's a fine line in between what He's going to accept and what He's not. What so he permits. how many of us are really doing what God said to do? Mm-hmm. How many of us are really seeking him earnestly with an earnest heart, asking God first what to do? Yeah. How many of us have an alarm clock set for God? And that can look like anything in your personal life. Waking up and being thankful and speaking to something that you can't see. Yes. Because there's a feeling in there, there's a void in there that needs to be met. And the only person that can meet that is not a person, that's God. Yeah. There's no device. There's no podcast. Yeah. There's no music. <laughs> There's no self-care no, quick. And not to say that he won't use those things. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, if those yeah. things were removed, if I took your phone from you right now, yeah. would you be able to call on God? Would you be able to hear his voice? Would you be able to identify his voice? Or would you hear the voices of the In world? complete solitude. Yes. Like spiritual solitude. Man. Yeah. That is so good because we're someone who we pray faithfully, we do our word, we fast, but we still fall short every day. I actually was listening to a podcast and it was saying how this man took a million deep breaths in the morning super fast. And this guy was like, why are you taking so many deep breaths? And the guy was like, oh, I'm just getting my breaths in for the day for someone like me, myself. I pray in the morning, you know, a cool five minutes. I touch and agree. I'm grateful, right? Just trying to get my prayer in for the day. But God is a God of constant communication. I still need to continue to pray throughout my day the same way I need to continue to breathe throughout my day. Mm -hmm. It's not like, let me get all my breaths in and then, cool, I can check that off my to-do list. Like, no. He wants to be in relationship with you the same way you call and text your friends about something exciting or that you're hungry or that you're, you know, you have a job interview or whatever it is. He wants that direct line of communication also. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just that simple. It really is. So in this reading, maybe it's violence or evil or just not doing the right thing. But if we adapt that to the context of what that means in your life, it could be as simple as acknowledging that the breath in your body was not placed there by man. It really wasn't. You didn't get here just on your own accord. You didn't. What kind of person was Noah? Noah was a leader. He was a obedient servant. Mm. And he was the ultimate man of God because... I'm sure even he caught backlash, even maybe from his children, mm -hmm. from 
the wife even mm-hmm. i can imagine like you know why i don't really change that much over time you know what i'm saying she's like man you sure why are you, you still know? building this building? that's a hundred years man i thought you said you know the floods come it's still dry out here you like, said yeah so you know i just see him as yes. so focused on god yeah. that he didn't allow any of the negativity stop him from building 120 years deep yeah like so I'm just thinking of it like this. Okay, let's picture the boat as a career. You mm. have all these things coming against you to tell you that you're not this. You're not going to amount to that. It's not going to be financially uh, helpful for you. People are laughing uh, at people you. People are laughing at you <laughs> thinking you can you know, achieve your doctoral degree yes. or whatever that thing is for you. It doesn't have to be school. It can be anything. Yeah. It could be pursuing change. your passion and yeah. stepping outside of what your family thinks. And yes. like you have all these negative voices telling you that it's not going to happen. Yes. So I see Noah with earphones on his head where he just didn't allow it in. Mm. He had his spiritual connection. He wasn't. He didn't have a podcast. He didn't have anything mm. to call on. The only thing he had to call on was God. Mm. So I just see him so aligned with the spirit of God. Yeah. Like. And he didn't even have Jesus at that time to, no, to, to, to like look at. He like was he was the man. The man. So you got to understand walk. this before Jesus even came. Yeah. So BC. He was really focused on what God was saying to him. Yeah. So yeah, he was just an extraordinary man of God, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. The the word that comes to me is faithful because faithful. when you mention like his wife may have been given him like grief and his sons. In the Bible, it says clearly that Noah was the only man, the only one, which is so cool because when you go the right way, the things that you're attached to, by default, it's almost like they get a secondary blessing because you did what you were supposed Mm. to do. So families can be saved behind you. Mm. Friendships could be saved behind you. His wife and his children didn't necessarily deserve to go, but because Noah was so faithful, God said, you know what, I'm going to just take your family and you guys are going to be good. And from them is going to flood like another lineage of people. Crazy. Yeah, that's good. Okay, apply. If your friends laughed at you, would you keep on obeying God? I mean, they have. I mean, they may have not done it to me openly or I may have not seen it or heard it, Mm -hmm. but... When there's a silence, it's almost like... It speaks just as loud. It's, it's, it's like the same. So for me, it's like skin a bunch of views on something that you post spiritually. and <laughs> Nobody like, likes nobody it. Likes it. <laughs> you know what but I you mean? Watching. <laughs> but you're watching. But you're watching. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You're watching what God's doing. Yeah. You're watching how God's moving in our yes, life. Yes. Because you know that there's something different there. Yeah. But you don't want to identify it as the living God. You can't just take Michael and Diana without the God. Because the, yeah, the, Michael is no and the Michael Diana, Diana is because God. of God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Trust me. Yeah. We've been through many fires. Yes. We do yes. not reek of smoke because we have tuned yes. our spirits and our actions and our yes. thoughts and our everything that we do we are learning to revolve it around god yes and put him first place yeah. so people yes, have it twisted they laughed they laughed in their silence for me personally yeah 
I think that for one, if your quote-unquote friends are laughing at anything that you're doing, you need to reevaluate those friendships because that whole passive-aggressive, weird, toxic culture, like, that's not a true friend. Yeah. A true friend will never laugh at your dreams or your hopes or your ambitions. They will probably be there alongside you trying to help you get to whatever that is and be goofy doing it too with you. Mm -hmm. So those are not true friends. How long would you keep on pleasing him? It's speaking about God. How long would I keep on pleasing him? Yeah. Because God came to know and was like, okay, build a boat. But it's not like he gave him a timeline. So what would you do? How long would you keep on obeying him? I mean, for the rest of my days. I mean, only because... He did come to Noah directly, like to move in that way. He had to have known it was God, right? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of us do get that voice inside of us that's telling us like, no, don't do that or, or do this or you should do it this way. And do you notice that God gave Noah specific <laughs> directions? Yes. Specific measurements, yes. specific things the, that he was supposed to put the on the boat. Type of material to use, man. How this, many tiers? I mean, it's like the blueprint was like mapped out. Exactly. Yeah. And to be a hundred percent honest, I don't believe that he gave it to him all at once. Yeah. He gave it to him in, in increments. Pieces. He probably couldn't have handled it all at once. So I just think about us in our in our organization, the promise, like. Oof. I we are literally so serving <laughs> folks on dry ground. Yes. But that's what we're bringing to the desert. Water. Yes. And Can in I... the natural, it would sound crazy. Yeah. But I know what God said. Yeah. And there was even times where I had to go serve by myself. Yeah. God told Noah, not necessarily his wife and the exactly. kids. Exactly. So there were times where God was speaking directly to my husband and I just didn't get the same memo. God told you to do that. You go do that. Exactly. I I can't show up today. Yeah. But, you know, I want to say something that is so cool. Because when we read this last year, there was no pantry. There was Michael and Diana with a wagon taking and collecting five-gallon water jugs. Just collecting water because God said... And when he, just reading this part of the Bible, like, blew my mind. I just want to reread this little part. It says, build a large boat. In my mind, I'm thinking, build a pantry, yes. right? From cypress wood. The wood, I don't know what wood it is, but James knows. James is our carpenter, and he built it from a specific wood that is waterproof, and it had tar inside and out. Isn't that crazy? Wow. I, we never even dreamt of a pantry. Man. And then it says, build three decks inside the boat. How many decks do we have inside of the pantry? You have the three, right? The, three, the water yeah. and then the cans and then all of our like pastas and all that stuff. Yeah. And I promise you that we did not. I mean, it's not that we weren't praying for something like that, but we could have never imagined putting a pantry in the desert. And what happened the day that we placed it there? It rained. It rained. It rained so hard, you guys. It flooded out all of our um, camp members, all of the tunnels. But the pantry is the only thing that stood. And it held all of their belongings and all of their food. 
And what did we end up naming the pantry? Yeah, we didn't even have a name we for the pantry at name. the time because we didn't want to force the name. Yeah. So after that rain came and then we heard the report of what it Because we didn't did. know what happened. We were like, oh, hopefully it's still Yeah, we there. just knew it was raining real bad and bad. we felt real bad for the, uh, we were, you know, our hearts were just It was the worst rainfall going of out the to season. our community because yeah. like we just knew that they were dealing with a lot with all that rain coverage that we got. Yeah. And they're like, that was the only thing that didn't get submerged in rain. Everything and then, was underwater. Literally, we were like, Noah. Noah. <laughs> so that's the pantry's name. Yeah. His name is Noah because he's a survivor. He man. is. And before he was, before Noah was there, and before Noah was placed there, we called our mission the Promise. Yes, we did. Before even like. We read it and we we're like, okay, the promise. And then all of a sudden, within months of doing that, we got the pantry. So just reading that back today, a year later, it's like new revelation to reflect yeah. on that and know that like, wow, God does not give you all of it at once. No, he if doesn't. someone told me that we would be where we are today, my little brain, overwhelmed, type A personality just could not handle it. Yeah. I just couldn't handle it. So... God knows what he's doing. And yes, as long as you're obedient, he puts extras on it. Man. So cool, right? Right. You got any final takeaways before we pray out? Well, but, uh, no, I don't have any final takeaways. Do you? Yeah, I got a, a couple, you oh, know, sure. a couple bullet points, you know. Okay. So number one is be sure that you're doing God things and not just good things. Yeah. And then another one is. He's not going to give you all of the answers yeah. all the time. If you want understanding, forget it. Forget <laughs> it. Forget if you it. think you're going to have it all figured out and you're going to have all your check boxes checked off every day and you're going to be able to get everything completed, you know who's gonna be just then? ball just it up, God. shoot it, and make it in the bucket because yes. it's not happening, okay? Yeah. And never be afraid to do what God has called you to do. Yes, we may do it afraid. Mm -hmm. But don't let the fear stop you from doing it mm -hmm. because not everybody's going to understand. Even your closest people to you may not have understanding, but you have to remember that this relationship is a one-way street, mm -hmm. meaning that you're walking with him and you're going towards him and it's all about you and him. If he told you to do something, he's not going to ask your spouse, hey man, why you ain't do that? He's going to ask you. He's going to ask you. He's not going to ask your mama. He's not going to ask your daddy. He ain't going to ask your cousin. He ain't going to ask the friends that's hating on you. He's not going to ask none of them because that's none of that's an excuse. You heard my voice. You denied my voice. I hold you accountable. All in that order. Don't think that you're going to... You don't have to have all the things figured out. Yeah, you don't have out. to have all the things figured out is basically what I'm trying to say. And none of us do or we yeah. wouldn't need God. Yeah. So some of us just dress it up better than others. <laughs> yeah, and 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 the funny thing about it is the people that you're looking to, they don't have it all figured out. Yeah. They won't show you that side, but trust and believe, nobody has it all figured out. Yeah. We get it one piece at a time in obedience. And that's the remedy to it. You want to know the next step? Keep being obedient. Mm. When you're not seeing it make sense, keep being obedient yes. cuz he's always working. Yeah. And he's always talking. Yeah. But I think we have a lot going on in the world that distracts us from doing what he said. Yeah. So do it afraid. Yeah. And do it in faith. 
Just like Noah, it took him 120. But I can guarantee you, it won't take that long for you because he's he's he upset. He don't even let it live that long now. All right, he because there's so much time now. Oh yeah. So in the time that you're here, know it's gonna come into completion yeah. if you continually be obedient and continually choose God first. Yeah. When you feel like you don't hear God's voice. Just go with the last reassurance that you heard him tell you. So if you're in a season where you're walking in the valley and it's just like, I don't know if I'm going the right way. Like, should I pivot? Should I change? Like, I feel stuck. Just remember the last thing he told you that you felt assured because you had to take a step to go into that in that direction. So until he says clearly again to you, change, pivot, whatever, you're going the right way and trust in your own abilities. Trust that God has already gone before you. He's walking beside you. He's behind you. He has your back. You know, it can be really scary when you just don't have the finances or no one is with you and you're scared and you don't know. You don't know the answers. You don't know the plan, Mm -hmm. but you're trusting God. And so that helped me to kind of broaden my trust in him. Yeah. So with that, I'm done. I'll be quiet. Go ahead and pray us out, honey. Okay. All minds clear. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word that went forth today, Father God. We thank you for the listeners that are tuning in today and the families that they're attached to, Father God. Let this be a nourishing word to their spirits and guide them in knowing that behind you, behind following you, their lineage, their families can be saved, Father God, just by doing the right thing, by being able to nudge them in the right direction, Father God. It's not big steps. It's not huge leaps of faith. It's one baby step at a time and just being obedient to what it is that you said do. And you prove your promises to be so faithful, Father God. You're such a wonderful God that gives basic instruction, oh God. We're so grateful for you. We're honored to be in relationship with you. We give you all glory. We give you all the thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Sundays with Mike and Diana. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please don't forget to review, rate, and subscribe. If you're in the Las Vegas area, join us for our in-person Bible study every third Saturday of the month at 10 a.m. And don't forget to connect with us at underscore Sunday's podcast. Thanks for listening. See you for Bible study next week. Light work. work.